Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Anna Dedder from the Comment and Analysis Desk. Berlin doesn't have many friends at the moment, according to a minister in one EU capital. So how has Chancellor Angela Merkel turned from being Europe's unassailable leader to one surrounded by hostility? Stefan Wagstill, the FT's chief Germany correspondent, says amid the continent's experience of enforced austerity and the Syrian refugee crisis, Germany may find itself at the EU summit in Brussels seeking favours instead of bestowing them. Angela Merkel rarely tells jokes in public. However, ahead of the crucial EU summit in Brussels this week on the refugee crisis and Britain's possible Brexit, the German Chancellor allowed herself a little light relief. Speaking at a dinner in Hamburg with Britain's Prime Minister David Cameron among the 400 guests, she quipped about EU leaders' habit of working all night on difficult issues. I don't want to predict how many hours I might be sleeping in the night from Thursday to Friday, she said. Lack of rest will be the least of her worries. The unassailable leader of Europe just a year ago, getting her way on everything from the latest Greek rescue package to sanctions on Russia over the Ukraine conflict, Miss Merkel arrives in Brussels to face the most hostile reception in her 11 years in office. She is isolated over her open-door refugee policy that has seen more than one million people, many fleeing Syria's civil war, enter Germany over the past 12 months. Critics claim it is exacerbating the crisis and say it now threatens the cohesion of the Schengen free travel zone and even of the EU. After years of supporting the Union's weaker members, Berlin is in the unaccustomed position of begging for favours. It wants an EU-wide solution, with countries that have avoided large inflows relieving Germany and a few other states that have taken the lion's share of refugees. But in southern Europe, countries already angry over austerity are struggling to cope with the refugees coming to their shores. While in eastern Europe, Nationalism has turned states that were once grateful for EU accession into wary allies. Even France, Berlin's oldest partner, is unsettled, with one minister describing German policy as unsustainable. Adding to Miss Merkel's woes, Vladimir Putin has raised the stakes by intervening in Syria and helping drive out more refugees. The Russian president's move has further polarised EU states, with some, like Poland, arguing for an even tougher line on Moscow, while others, like Italy, press for concessions. One minister in an EU capital says, Germany doesn't have too many friends right now. We think there is something of a recalibration of power. That gloomy mood is recognised by a German diplomat who concedes that Berlin has lost support. 
He says, taking the moral high ground on refugees isn't necessarily winning over our partners. Miss Merkel remains the EU's strongest leader, but the refugee crisis has made applying her power much more difficult. Put simply, if Berlin pushes too hard, it could split the EU. François Heisbourg, special advisor at the Foundation for Strategic Studies in Paris, says, It's okay to act unilaterally if you don't ask for multilateral efforts. It is less so when you ask for solidarity from the whole of the EU. As a leader of a country that built its post-war identity on European integration and a person who grew up in a divided land, Miss Merkel will do a lot to keep the union intact. German disappointment with the EU, however, is growing. A recent EU-backed poll showed the proportion of Germans rating the Union positively plunging from 45% in May last year to 34% in November. The crisis is driving support for the right-wing Alternative für Deutschland party and raising dissenting voices in Ms Merkel's conservative CDU-CSU bloc. While she won public acclaim for her open-door policy, that praise was never matched by political support in the EU. With the main exceptions of Austria and Sweden, other countries declined to follow Germany in welcoming refugees. In the face of continuing inflows, many, including now even Austria and Sweden, have introduced restrictions. The swipes at Berlin began when Viktor Orban, Hungary's Conservative Prime Minister, accused Miss Merkel of moral imperialism in September and have continued ever since. Manuel Valls, the French Prime Minister, told the Munich Security Conference last weekend that Paris would not participate in an EU-wide refugee share-out. In a further sign of how the crisis is poisoning relations, Matteo Renzi, Italy's Prime Minister, said Miss Merkel was ignoring him on refugees. He told the Frankfurter Allgemeine newspaper, quote, It can't be sufficient for Angela to first call French President François Hollande and then EU Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker and that I learn of the result in the press. The refugees keep coming. Some 60,000 arrived in the EU, mainly Greece, last month down from an October peak of 220,000, but still 10 times higher than in January 2014, according to the UN High Commissioner for Refugees. Officials are braced for an upswing when the winter ends. Before that happens, Miss Merkel's critics want tough border controls, national refugee quotas and reinforced EU external frontiers. For her part, the Chancellor has repeatedly said the inflows must fall, sharpening the law to accelerate the deportation of failed asylum seekers and toughening her rhetoric ahead of three regional elections next month. However, she insists the problem cannot be solved by closing national borders, saying that pushing migrants back into fragile Balkan countries could be disastrous. Instead, the Chancellor has thrown herself into efforts to secure peace in Syria, argued for stronger external border controls, especially in Greece, the biggest entry point, sought a deal with Turkey, the most important transit country, and called for a redistribution of refugees. 
EU partners support a Syrian peace plan, however remote it may seem, but divisions run deep over the rest of the plan. Reinforcing the EU's external borders in cash-strapped Greece has been delayed by a government in Athens that must slash spending to meet the conditions of its latest rescue plan. Athens has been given three months to end administrative chaos or face suspension from Schengen. With Greece geographically distant, cutting the country off is tempting for advocates of national border controls. But Berlin believes that concentrating refugees in a near-bankrupt country would be a catastrophe in the making. The proposed deal with Turkey has also run into problems, with President Recep Tayyip Erdogan demanding a high price for slowing refugee outflows, such as less criticism from the EU over his conflict with the Kurdish minority. Even in the EU, the deal has faced delays, with Mr Renzi withholding approval for weeks over fears about the impact of the EU's €3 billion Euro Turkish aid package on Italy's public finances. It is the redistribution of refugees across the EU, however, that remains the most volatile issue. In a painfully negotiated deal last year, EU states agreed to resettle 160,000 people, but with governments dragging their feet, only 500 or so have actually moved. Berlin is now backing ambitious EU plans for shifting hundreds of thousands of refugees direct from refugee camps in Turkey under the deal with Ankara. Faced with protests, Germany is trying to limit this to a coalition of the willing, ranging from Belgium to Slovenia. It hopes a dozen of the 28 EU members will meet informally in Brussels this week, up from 8 in December. But it is hard going. Norbert Röttgen, head of the Bundestag's International Affairs Committee, says, It is difficult to start calling for solidarity only when you are the one that needs solidarity. The toughest critics are in Eastern Europe, where countries see themselves differently from the multicultural West. Zoltan Kovac, Hungary's government spokesman, says, The division of old and new Europe isn't a danger, it's a reality. Warsaw is challenging Berlin by revitalising the Visegrad group of Poland, Hungary, the Czech Republic and Slovakia. An advisor to Warsaw's ruling Conservative Law and Justice Party says, Germany is distracted by the migrant crisis and Merkel has trouble at home. Now is a good time for Poland to pivot towards its eastern allies. The countries believe they will have a stronger voice if they stand together. In Western Europe, criticisms of Miss Merkel's refugee policy are more nuanced. Mr Valls attacked it out of concern for anti-immigration sentiment amid a resurgent National Front party. But Mr Hollande has resisted pressure to isolate Germany and is trying instead to mitigate Miss Merkel's approach by pushing for, among other things, stronger EU external border policing. Since the November attacks on Paris, Mr Hollande recognises that France needs EU solidarity on security and intelligence cooperation. German criticism of France's weak economic performance has remained muted. Mr Heisborg says that ultimately France will never work against Germany. He says, 
The deal is that in return, Germany will always be more lenient towards France on its budget, for instance. Mr Renzi, on the other hand, has championed southern EU opposition to German-led demands for belt-tightening fiscal reforms. His budgetary concerns have been compounded by anger that Rome got little help from the EU when it was hit by earlier refugee flows. At the same time, Mr Cameron, the UK Prime Minister, has avoided criticising Berlin over refugees. He needs Miss Merkel's support for his EU reforms that are up for approval at the summit. A credible package could help him win the proposed referendum and avoid Brexit. Miss Merkel has given him strong support. However, German officials resent the fact that Britain has raised the Brexit issue during the EU's biggest crisis and fear it could encourage other dissidents, such as Poland. One West European diplomat says, Brexit shows that blackmail pays. Others will try. Germany's EU leadership role is far from over. It is the Union's biggest economy, the Eurozone anchor and the largest cash contributor. Miss Merkel remains the Union's strongest politician. Even with support for the CDU-CSU falling from 41% last summer to below 35%, the bloc is far ahead of its rivals. Also, while there is discontent among her MPs, there is no obvious successor. The potential favourite, Finance Minister Wolfgang Schäuble, is seen as too old at 72. The impact of this turmoil on non-refugee questions could soon be felt. In June, the Union must decide on renewing the 2014 sanctions imposed on Russia over Ukraine. EU diplomats say some countries might want to ease sanctions to encourage Mr Putin to be more accommodating in Syria, while other countries might insist on Ukraine being a separate issue. One diplomat says, quote, Merkel did well to get backing for sanctions in the first place. Now it will be harder to hold member states together. Greece presents a different test. Athens must decide by the summer whether to implement tough pension cuts demanded by the International Monetary Fund as part of the price for its support for the current rescue. The fund has threatened to leave if it does not get its way, but Berlin needs it to stay because the Bundestag has set IMF participation as a condition for further German contributions. However, some southern European states are sympathetic to Greece. Finally, there could be strains in Eurozone management, especially if growth falters again, with the European Central Bank already engaged in a huge monetary easing programme, there could be pressure for governments to boost growth by relaxing fiscal policy. That could once more pit Germany against Italy and other southern states. Sandro Gozzi, Rome's Secretary of State for EU Affairs, says elections have in the past 18 months produced new leaders in Greece, Portugal, Poland, Sweden and possibly Spain, where a new government has yet to emerge, who are not as aligned with Miss Merkel as their predecessors. He says, quote, She has fewer allies and there are more people around the table who have an alternative view. Against this, Germany's all-important alliance with France carefully fostered by Ms Merkel, remains solid. 
and a Mr Cameron who successfully wins a Brexit referendum might owe the Chancellor a few favours. However, all that is for the future. First, Miss Merkel must get through the long night in Brussels. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.